1: Even before they got to the battlefield, we see what God was doing. They were already rejoicing, shouting, and praising God for the victory that they didn't promise to them. Folks, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. When we are praying, we can praise God for the victories that will yet to come. We can give him thanks for the victories that we're going to have, that he's going to do. The victories that we're going to see that
0: loved one saved. We're going to see the prodigal come home. Before these warriors arrived at the battlefield, they were praising the name of God for their victory, which hadn't even happened yet. In today's message, Pastor Dave encourages us to always praise God because in Him, all things are possible. Will you praise God in confidence, knowing your battle's won? Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 as he continues his message, Walks in Faith and Victory.
1: Believe and you will be established. You will be set on a rock. You will be established. And when you are established in the Lord, nothing can move you. When you are established firm in the Lord on the rock foundation by Jesus Christ, nothing can move you from that spot. And that's why we want to be established in him. He is the rock of our salvation and on him we stand. Place your faith, place your trust, place your hope in the Lord your God. So this you will be planted on the rock your foundation. You will be strong and you will be immovable. Immovable. You'll be settled in your resolve to serve the Lord because of his faithfulness. These are great words of encouragement and we should take them into ourselves today. Hear the word of the Lord and believe it. Hear the word of the Lord and believe it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what? the word of God. Hear the word of God and believe it, trust in it. Keep looking to the Lord. Keep your eyes focused on Him and trust in His promises. He will fight the battle for you. This is what they're being told. In other words, to make it easier to understand, Jehoshaphat is saying, have faith. Put your faith in action. You know, A lot we say about faith, and in the book of Hebrews, specifically in verse 11, we call it the hall of faith because it is the faith chapter, and in Hebrews 1, the writer writes, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of thing not seen. This battle had not been fought yet, but they were encouraged to believe God's word. What did God tell them? not your fight, it's mine, I got it stand and see the salvation of the Lord they were encouraged to look at what was not seen that's faith they were encouraged to look at what was not seen stand and see the salvation of the Lord when you look at this definition of faith it really changes from a, de- from, a, from, a from a from a definition to a declaration this is what faith does it is the substance of things hoped for And the word substance has been translated in the newer versions to substantiating of things hoped for. And the evidence has been translated to conviction of things hoped not seen. I'm convicted of the truths in the Bible, even though I might not see them. But I'm convinced they're true. And that's faith. I'm convicted that they are true because the Holy Spirit has convicted me that that's true. And I believe it. I have evidence for the existing of God, and it causes me to believe in God. Though I've never seen him, but the evidence of his existence creates my faith in my heart. And I believe that. And I believe him to be here. Now, I had a hard time with God before I was saved. I had a difficult time with him. But once I accepted Christ into my life and the Holy Spirit came into my life, he started teaching me into all truth and he started showing me what was real. And my heart soared with truth and gladness. And I believed even stronger. I believed even stronger. So I had that evidence in my heart. This is what the entire kingdom of Judah was doing. They believed God's word for the victory even though no victory had been taken place yet. They were convicted of the truth And they acted upon it. I love this. They acted upon the truth. And this is what faith does. When you have faith, you act upon the truth. You act upon the truth. We'll talk about that in a minute or so. Let's look what happens in verse 21. In verse 21, I'm going to read it now. And when he... Jehoshaphat had consulted with the people. He appointed those who would sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. So you got this great big guys. He's saying, okay, you're going to go and you're going to and, and go and you're going to go and you're going to go. Oh, yeah you, yeah, you can go back. Okay, yeah, you can go. All right. What, what are we going to do? You're going to go out and you're going to sing praises to the Lord. The army will be right behind you. <laughs> what? <laughs> so they walked out. Holy is the Lord. God, yeah, almighty. And they marched up. And they started singing praise songs. And the army was behind them. And that's what God had told them to do, and that's what they were doing that. I mean, can you imagine how strange this must have looked? The army's going, what are these guys doing up there? I don't know, man. This is crazy. But they're, all, they're out in front of the army. It's the worship team. And they're singing praises to God. And the people are responding, praise the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. I mean, one commentator I read thought that it looked pretty good, maybe... The worship team was going, praise the Lord for he is good. And the army would go, his mercy endures forever. I don't know. Maybe they had a little round thing going on. I don't know. But they, they were going to battle. What were they going to battle to do? They were going to battle to watch the victory of God. But yet they were going to battle. They didn't sit in hammocks and eat bonbons and say, the Lord's going to take care of the battle. We have nothing to do. No. No. They participated. They participated. It is possible for you to have the victory before the victory. Let me say that again. It is possible for you to have the victory before you have the victory. Yes, by faith. For example, go back to Hebrews 11. In Hebrews 11, I believe one of the reasons Abraham is there because he had the victory over Isaac and killing Isaac before he actually had it. Listen, look at 17 through 19 in chapter 11. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed, your seed shall be called. Concluding, here's the faith part, that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received in a figurative sense. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Abraham's faith, he took Isaac and placed him on the altar. He took the knife and was going to offer Isaac up as a sacrifice because God had told him to do that. But in his heart, he believed that should he strike Isaac dead, God would raise him up. That's faith. That's faith. Abraham was celebrating the victory before it even took place. And I can even take it all the way back to Genesis. All the way back to Genesis. I think it's, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, please. I think it's 22. In Genesis, I think it's 22, where this happens. They get to the mountain. They get to the mountain, and Isaac has been carrying the wood for three days. They're at the mountain. They have servants with them. And Abraham says to one of the servants, the lad and I are going up to the mountain to sacrifice. And when we come back, that's faith. That's faith. He had the victory before the victory. You get my point. He had the victory before the victory. He said, that's what's going to happen. And the Lord gave him the victory. Paul tells us in Romans eight thirty seven that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. What does this mean, more than a conqueror? I know what it means to be a conqueror, but what does it mean to be a more than a conqueror? It means I have the victory before the victory. You have the victory before the battle starts. You have the glorious victory of God in your heart and in your spirit, your spirit is telling you that you have the victory. All of us, every one of us, will either be raptured by the Lord should he come back or have to go through the valley of the shadow of death if the Lord tarries. But all of us are carrying in our heart the victory before we see the victory. It's called the resurrection. And every one of us believes in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and our resurrection. I am the resurrection of life. He who believes in me, even though he be dead, shall not die. Whoever believes in me should not die. Jesus' own words. That's what our faith is based on. So we have that victory about being with the Lord forever. That's a victory, and we celebrate that. How many times do we sing songs about that? You're rejoicing and praising God even before you see the accomplished work of God. Praise Him for it. Thank Him for it. Thank you in advance for the healing you're going to do. Thank you in advance for this. Thank you in advance for that. God is worthy of our praise. So there they were. Their hearts were overflowing. They were rejoicing. They were praising the Lord because they had heard the word of God. They knew that God was going to go before them and He was going to destroy their enemies. And even before they got to the battlefield, we see what God was doing. They were already rejoicing, shouting, and praising God for the victory that they'd been promised to them. Folks, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. When we are praying, we can praise God for the victories that will yet to come. We can give him thanks for the victories that we're going to have, that he's going to do. The victories we're going to see that loved one saved. We're going to see the prodigal come home. We're going to see healing. We're going to see these kinds of things. We're going to see those kinds of things. We have to praise him for the victories. Even before they got to the battleground, they were praising him. This must have been a glorious scene. Probably about 200,000 strong here. Probably about 200,000 people strong, led by a choir led by a worship team, and they're all singing praises to God. You know, it does remind you of Joshua. Come on, it reminds you of Joshua when the band went first and circled Jericho. It reminds you of that. They had victory through their praise. God had called them to victory. He had already given them the victory, and now they were reacting to the victory just as if it had taken place. This, friends, is faith in action. This is what it looks like. We, too, have the faith, have the victory in Jesus Christ. He is victorious over sin. He is victorious over death. He is victorious over gra- over the grave. And we are victorious in him. And we have that victory. And we can claim that victory. Notice that the people of Judah had to do something. Was something for them to do. They had to go to battle prepared. They had to go to the battle. God had called them. God had equipped them. And then he's expecting them to move. God calls you into a ministry. He equips you. And then he's going to do the work of the ministry. It looks like you're doing it. But you have to do something. You have to move. You have to go. God can use you. They were part of the battle plan. They were not going to sit back and watch the battle. In fact, they're not even going to see the battle. The battle takes place as they're on their way there. We have to participate as the Lord leaves. He has given us the victory and we need to claim it and we need to move towards it. You've heard me say before, I don't mind repeating myself, that our Christian walk is an oxymoron. It is an active rest. It is an active rest. When Paul was talking to the Corinthian church, when he was writing to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 15, in verses 9 through 10, Paul says these things. Chapter 15, verses 9 through 10. For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. You see what Paul was saying here? I trusted and rested in God, because he was doing a work. Yeah? It looked like I was doing it. But he gets all the glory and praise for what He did. All I do is when people come up and go, "Good job, thank you, Lord. He's the one." And that's what Paul was doing here. God gets the glory, gets credit. It's an active rest. There is something for us to do. Believing's hard enough, gang. Faith is difficult enough. But the Lord wants you to be involved in the battle. He wants to do a work in you, and he wants to do a work through you. So we need to submit totally by faith and believe. You know, as I looked at this, the one thing that came come back to me is... But James said, James said that faith without works is dead. He didn't say you need works to get saved. He, he, He said that faith without works is dead. Show me somebody with great faith and I guarantee I'll show you great works. Because faith is going to work itself out. Faith is demonstrated in our work. Their praise was the evidence of their faith. They were praising the Lord because they believed. They were saying hallelujah to the Lord because it was real to them. Their praise was evidence of their faith. When one really believes the words and the promises of God, you can't help but praise Him. You can't help But to praise him, when you believe those promises and they're real in your heart, you can't help to praise him even in the midst of dire circumstances because you know even the dire circumstances are working together for good. And you believe that and you move forward. Lord said, go to battle. They went believing and the battle was already won because they walked in faith and victory. They walked in faith and they walked in victory. You know, And I've been saying it all along that it sounds so much like Joshua. And I love the fact that the Lord is repeating this because in chapter one of the book of Joshua, in verse three, the Lord tells Joshua, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is past tense. That means it's already been done. What Joshua had to do is go and claim it. He had to go and move in that direction to see the Lord and what the Lord was doing. He walked in faith. He was stepping into it. And he says the same thing, that no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. I'm with Moses, I'll be with you. I won't leave nor forsake you. Listen to these words. Be strong and of good courage. For this people who shall divide an inheritance of the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them, only be strong and very courageous, that you do and may observe to do all according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go." This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it day and night that you observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow. He basically said the same thing to Jehoshaphat and the group from Judah. He said exactly the same thing. Jesus tells us, I will never leave nor forsake you. Jesus comes and he says, fear not, fear not. Every place you put your foot, I've given you. God has already given you a life that is full of victory, a glorious life. And what we have to do is we have to, by faith, accept it. Everything we have, we have by faith. Everything we have, we have by faith. Everything. Everything. Go in and claim the blessings of God, the promises of God. Don't fail to claim the blessings of God. Some of us struggle so needlessly. We struggle so needlessly because we haven't claimed the victory that God wants us to have. We we struggle so needlessly in all our affairs and all our life things because we haven't claimed the victory that God wants us to have. We need to be like these people and know that the victory is ours. Victory is in our hands. We have it. He's given it to us. He's given us to us. Walk in faith and victory. They praise the Lord. And as they were praising the Lord, the Lord set up ambushes along the way. The Lord starts the battle before they even get there. There's an ambush and what happens is they start killing each other. They're so confused as to what's going on. They start killing each other. Look at 22 to 23. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set up ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made the end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. They're fighting against themselves because of these ambushes. I love this. The Lord has such a sense of humor. (laughs) He's taking these people, he's wiping them out. They start killing each other. They destroyed each other. So all of a sudden, here they come. They're worshiping the Lord. Holy is the Lord. They're coming down there. They're having a great time. I bet that the guys in the, in the army with their spears, they were doing the drums. They were keeping time with the drums. They were, you know, and you can hear them coming a mile away because they were singing, praising the Lord. This was great. And they go, this is going to be a great battle. I can't wait to see what the Lord's going to do. And they come up and like, what? Verse 24. So when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there were dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. The great multitude that shook Jehoshaphat that made him fear was gone. Completely wiped out by the hand of the Lord. And why should that surprise us? One angel wiped out 185,000 Assyrians in one night so the Lord can do those things. They come up over the hill. They're excited, and all they find are dead bodies, but there is something left, and it's called the spoils, and God provides for Judah. He provides for Israel by all the spoils that's left For them to now come and take. And that's what they did in those days. When they raided an army. And when they killed people. They took the spoils. It was theirs to take. Look at 25 and 26. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil, they found among an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelries, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Berakah. For there they blessed the Lord, therefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Berakah until this day. Berakah simply means blessing. You are a sure hope.
0: You've been listening to Assure Hope with Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave has been working his way through the book of 2 Chronicles. Before you assume that this book entails a bunch of details from the past that don't really affect you today, make sure you take some time to appreciate what this book offers. In addition to the history of the Israelite people, you get to know the rise and fall of many kings. They were all sinners who needed a savior. They were just like every person today, no matter their status, who needs a savior. Do you know this savior, Jesus? If you do, you've come to greatly value what this means in your life. If you're unfamiliar with the concept, We want to help you understand that. No one has it all figured out on their own. For sure, no one is capable of living without sin and error. But what you need to realize is that there's a sure hope through the Savior, Jesus Christ. His willingness to be traded for your sins makes all the difference. By knowing Him personally and believing in Him, you get to move forward with life, knowing you're not perfect, but that God's bringing you into something better. The ministry of Assure Hope comes out of Calvary Chapel, Cape May. If you're in the area, we'd love to worship God together with you this weekend. Head over to AssureHopeRadio.com for service times and directions. Again, that's AssureHopeRadio.com. If you can't make it in person, we stream our services live to Facebook and YouTube. That's all we have for today, but we look forward to connecting with you again on the next edition of Assure Hope.